everybody. Welcome to the rest of the review. John Hastings has saved the day, so you get an episode again. Dylan got, here's what Dylan did to you today. He was walking around going, how can I shit on them? How can I shit on them? That's hey, hey, guys, do you want a recorded Skype? Do you want a recorded Skype? Or is Dylan's MS... doing an impression of himself. Dylan is does doing an impression MSN of himself. A, uh, does MSN have a sex chat line? That's Dylan doing an impression of himself. I want to have sex with a computer, Dylan says. He says it all the time. The first way we were recorded this podcast is me and John both called the fo- same phone sex line, and then we were That's like, true. Can you send us that audio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what, are, uh, what am I wearing? I am wearing uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's in-ring gear, mm-hmm. actually worn from Royal Rumble 1990. What are you wearing, you trollop? I said, and then Dylan was like, you just called me a trollop. I said, Dylan, is that you? And then we talked about Macho Man Randy Savage and did best and worst organically. And then we made the company send us the recording, and that's how the rest of the review started. Just two men, <laughs> just two men with crusty sweatpants saying things like, and then Elizabeth came and ruined the mega powers. Yeah, the Gizzards of Oz was the original name. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was originally called, um, man, those guys know a lot of stats about peewee football. <laughs> <laughs> a guy we're going to talk about this week is a man who I will Heavy say dad earnestly. Engineer. Heavy two, dad energy. Yes. Too great for wrestling. A yep. man who almost had the same career as Rick the Model Martel, who he actually became a tag team partner. It's Tito Santana. Yay! A wrestler, kind of wrestler you don't find anymore, where I do not like wrestling, I do not like doing this, but I do like having a job. So, I do this. <laughs> he pretty much was like, well, I'll put up with this bullshit for another ten years, and then it's sandals on the beach. Yeah. So, Tito Santana grew up basically in a very impoverished environment in Mission, Texas. His entire family were fruit pickers. His father assumed he would have been a fruit picker. And Tito was like, basically was just like one of those kids where it's like, this sucks. I will do anything but pick fruit in the middle of the Texas sun. Well, his dad was like, you do as I say. You do as I say. Yeah, pretty much. Um, like a lot of people, the gift of athleticism really helped Tito Santana throughout oh his life because you don't get like if you're just really good at business, odds That's are you so don't funny. make it as far as someone who's just really athletic. If you're, I mean, I think that that's different now. I think that business is the equivalent, but in the seventies, the sixties mm. and seventies, Merced Solis basically. He's, they're like, you need to be so good at pole vaulting, you can jump over the racism of Texas, Oklahoma, and... <laughs> Where Jim Ross is the most woke guy. Yeah, yeah. Jim Ross is known as the Bell's Hooks of Oklahoma, and that's just because he... Uh, he uh, someone once called a Down Syndrome kid the R word, and he went, whoa, his father could hear you. And they were like, oh, my God, Jim Ross is a communist. Uh, anyway... Jim Ross's book, one of the most fun parts of it is, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but his football team, right, fights uh, all-white school, fights an all-black school, legit, after the game, full Mm -hmm. fight, and he's like, people tried to make it racial. There was nothing racial about it. Nothing racial about an all-white team fighting an all-black team. (laughs) He is right, Dylan. Nothing racial at all. Remember the Titans wasn't about race. It was about a it was about a good soundtrack and a coach constantly pulling his car in front of players when they're running to do something bad. <laughs> That's right. Or whatever movie The Rock was a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Though. Walk hard. Hard cocks. No, that was uh, that was the John C. Riley comedy. But yeah. I always I always pretend that that movie is about football and it features The Rock because I really like all of the bisexuality, and mm. I do not like it lacks competition. 
<laughs> so let's talk about Tito Santana. Originally, you're all thinking. Tino Santana. No! Tino. True. And then Vince changed it to Tito, which, I mean, you know, that's probably better. I mean, it is, but it's still funny that they were like, your name's Tino, and Vince is like, that's offensive. Tito. Here's his Attitude Air character, is he would have, like, changed his name and made it backwards, and he would have been, oh, Tit Santana, and he would have just popped out, put the sunglasses towards the end of his nose, and been like, oh, Tit, and Sable is out. Uh, Or that, or he would have just, they would have literally just made him pick fruit around the ring. (laughs) This is how you know an Attitude Era character. It is either a very sexual idea or a very offensive idea. Nothing else. Yeah. I'm Mark Henry. I'm the world's strongest man. I have an incredible personality. I'm great at talking. What is my role? You're going to be addicted to fucking, Mark. And you will not be wrestling. How about this? You fucking suck toilet seats. You can't fucking stop, Mark, you fucking piece of shit cuck. Yeah, you hot bitch. Uh, So basically, Tito Santana's entire career was (laughs) his... Childhood was so fucking impoverished and rough. He was like, whatever I have to do to not live like this, I will do that. And then he joined the fame, that mm-hmm. famed Texas University. Oh, I never can remember the name of it. West, West Texas University. Texas State University. State University. Where everybody goes. Like the quarterback was Tully Blanchard. And can we just imagine how so awful fun. Tully Blanchard would be at calling plays? All right, this next play is I just get to fuck your girlfriend. What? Shut the fuck up and let me fuck your girlfriend. This one's called, this one's called, I want to see your change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's called, I'm the toilet. <laughs> That's another thing. He likes, really likes, he keeps on pitching AW uh, thingers like, how about, how about uh, Anna Jay goes to the toilet in my mouth for Here's a while? Do you remember when Brendan Burns was very concerned that wrestlers were going to hear this podcast and then be angry at us? One of the many great Brendan <laughs> Burns concerns. <laughs> I Remember when Brendan every- Burns is, you know. <laughs> I pray every day Tully Blanchard hears right. this podcast. Every day. Every day I just go, God above, I hope you, a powerful woman, that's right, God is a woman, um, Ooh, allow. You, that's why. Tully will be so angry. God is not a woman. <laughs> God is me. God is my dad, Joe. Um, I hope Tully Blanchard hears this, gets very angry, and confronts me in the street. Because I would just literally be like, go call your daughter, you short fuck. You don't, you're not the best wrestler. You look like trophy for the best wrestler. And you'd be like, hey, Tully said. I do like how Tully is a huge heel. And then his daughter clearly got the old heel gene because she is a racist. I know. Like, by the way, it's also like, I'm like, way to be raised by Magnum, but still behave like Tully. <laughs> Dad, there's something inside of me. I just want to go. I just want to go to a prison and tell them they deserve it. Yeah, you should have had weed why. on you. Yeah, I don't know why I keep driving by that Baptist church yelling "bad, bad." <laughs> so West Texas State University, and here's the beautiful thing about Tito Santana is literally he probably like a lot of people in that era just dealt with racism at his job as a, well, this will be over soon. And then it was. And also here's the thing is Bob, uh, he was trained by three, like three people that their way of training was just like, well, you get the new wrestler in the ring and then you break both of his legs and then he gives you $1,500. So he's trained by hero Matsuda and two or Okay. So hero Matsuda, this is also the racism overdone quickly thing. But he, why, what I meant by that was uh, he would just literally stop wrestling and then it would be lessened. 
And he mm. has the career of a uh, diva. And by that, I mean he got in, he got out. He has nothing to goddamn do with wrestling except for getting $100 to talk to clearly uh, <laughs> nerdy men for uh, shoot interviews. Where they're like, what was it like wrestling Bruiser Brody? He's like, I don't know. I didn't. You paid me yeah. already. Yeah, it's also like, um, yeah. Also, anyone who hires Tito Santana for a shoot interview is like, what are you doing? You know that's not going to, like, say what you want about Tito Santana, amazing wrestler, a defining golden era WWF wrestler, mm -hmm. not the not the most engaging personality on a microphone. Which is great. It would honestly, I would just, like, ask him questions I would ask Hank Hill. I'd yeah. Like, How'd you get your lawn like that, Tito? And he'd be like, yeah. he... Finally, every, I assume every interview is also this angle, the parent FaceTime angle, where he's oh, like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. a lot of mulch." That's the first thing. If you're if you're on as yeah. green as green as God's eyes, then you gotta you gotta use more mulch. I need to be clear about this. You can't just stop seeding in the spring. You gotta keep seeding your lawn throughout the summer months, where you are <laughs> going to be in real trouble when it comes to a heat hot day. You need to provide shade for your new sprouts. You got to mow your lawn two times a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember once I was working at a summer camp and uh, I didn't know how to mow a lawn because I was like 15 or 16. And then just my mom liked mowing a lawn. I did other chores. And I remember a guy was like, who doesn't know how to mow? Who doesn't know how to mow a lawn? And he was like making fun of me while on a riding tractor. And then he just drove over a sprinkler system and... It all exploded, and it was just, I was like, that's good. That's good stuff right there. That is good stuff. Yeah, and then he was like, you do it. You, ha you have to do it. And then I wrote over another part of that sprinkler system, so we broke it in two areas. Good stuff. And then you held hands. We made out in the rain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then we waited till we stood there, waited until it rained, and then just made mm -hmm. it. Um, first of all, he, Tito uh, had no interest in wrestling. Who got him into wrestling, baby? I mean, it was the Funks. It was everyone who was on that fucking football team, baby. It was including Tully Blanchard. Ted and Tully Blanchard and Ted DiBiase. No, Tully Blanchard specifically apparently was like, uh, hey, I got a little play for you. How about you pin me? And Tito was like, pardon me, sir? And he's no. like, for money. And he's like, uh, you're going to need to expand that thought? It's fake. And then he's like, expand that thought? We're wearing tights. And expand that thought? Professional wrestling. He's like, why didn't you say that in the first place? He's like, I just like, I just... Needed someone to talk to me. Yeah. Telly doesn't usually get to speak to people after the first four words. So sometimes I just ask questions. <laughs> I have to elongate my sentences so people yeah. don't walk I don't think waiting. I don't think my mom liked me very much. My middle name is Tully Pariah Blanchard. <laughs> his first friend his first friend he makes in pro wrestling, one of the first friends at least, is Andre the Giant. And that's pretty I know, good. This is, I mean, this is so good, and I guarantee what it is is that Andre was just so shocked by how calm Tito was because Tito couldn't mm -hmm. give a fuck. Also, Tito is a highly tuned and trained athlete and something that Dylan God has pioneered and pointed out, that a lot of the best wrestlers have to be afraid of actual athletes because they have no ability to fight. They just know mm -hmm. how to like how to fake fight. In the way that, like, as of this recording, Quentin Tarantino is on every podcast because he wrote a book and every podcast is just him basically bashing Bruce Lee because Bruce Lee's family was like, could you not do a thing where Brad Pitt just beats up our dead dad? <laughs> and Quentin Tarantino is being like, well, he's an actor. He's an, Bruce Lee, he's an actor, which is true. Like in, in the end of the day, he's a competition style martial artist. So a, like a competent boxer or a street fighter would know how to beat him because it's like, yeah, you can kick me really hard all you want. Yeah, an actor. 
one, yeah, one fucking opening to your face and see in hell, bitch. And that's the thing with Tito, I think, is why he gets a lot of respect and love is that real, like, real wrestlers can recognize, oh, I have to be nice to this man because he's just here for the money. He doesn't give a fuck about who's got heat with the boys. Yeah, I guarantee when him and Andre are playing cards, it was like, <laughs> yes, Tito about it. And he's like, well, he was an idiot. He was always drunk. He lost. Yeah. Why you don't you don't have alcohol in the daytime? It's a nighttime drink. <laughs> alcohol is a sleep aid for me. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call those mm. my nightmare years when I was wrestling. Why? No I, lawn. I had no lawn. Yeah, no lawn. No lawn, no shed. No shed. My wife wasn't there for our morning handshake and our evening <laughs> discussions. I uh, I would greet the wrestlers as they came in at 5 a.m. and be like, well, that's, that's, just, that's just ridiculous. You yeah, should exactly. have been asleep hours ago. 5 a.m. is a sleeping hour. Sometimes I wake up and do push-ups <laughs> and then I go back to bed. <laughs> Can you imagine Blackjack Mullen would... or someone getting at 5 a.m. and he's like, this is a sleeping hour, Mr. Jack, and I do doubt that is your name. Yeah, yeah. May, may I say this, Mr. Hogan, which may I say is very suspicious. First name Hulk, last name Hogan? Very odd. Anyway, you are a fucking hero to children. Stop videotaping having sex with my wife. <laughs> <Her>. <laughs> that is despicable. Marriage yeah, is a bond. Is, he is also very, uh, he is very... Uh, is it my birthday, Mr. Hogan? Mr. Hogan, that <laughs> is only for my birthday. Stop doing birthday stuff on non-birthdays. Yeah. Stop blowing out the proverbial candles, Terry Hulk Hogan. That's right. I know your real name, Terry. Uh, the year was 1977. He makes his professional debut in Florida, losing to Crusher Verdue, and I assume while he was walking to his car... A lot of things were said about him that were inappropriate. Uh, in April, he joined Georgia Championship Wrestling, where he adopted the name Richard Blood. Best wrestling name for the most boring man ever. Why is he called Richard Blood? Well, because blood is a thing that a man has, and he is a man. Or yeah. someone was like, let's call this guy Dick Blood, and Tito's at 10 is so boring, he went, it'll be Richard, actually. <laughs> so Dick Blood is the name, the real name of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. They asked if Tito could have that name. He said, I don't care, sure, I'm assuming. And then his character was that he should go to the doctor, but he won't. Yeah, he then roomed and hung out a lot with Dino Bravo, which has got to be so weird. It's like Tito just being like, what color I find calming? Beige. And Dino was like, do you know you can smuggle a lot of cigarettes up your butt? And Tito's like, uh, your butt? <laughs> your butt is not for things that go in your mouth, Dino. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Dino was just constantly doing weird things. Like Dino was an amazing roommate. He always had a lot of firearms on him for some reason. He was certainly yeah. dealing them to the Russians. I didn't I'll pay never, attention. I'll never I got my good eight hours. Dino Bravo uh, left one day and came back with a bag full of meat, and I had to laugh because that bag was cloth and not from a grocery store. <laughs> That's a ridiculous bag, you know. Dino, Dino, why are you wearing a mask like that? It's not snow season. You don't even have a chance to ski. Anyway. Dino, Dino, why are, you, why, are you not, why are you going into that person's house? You do not live there and you do not know them. <laughs> so Dino's, it was Dino's idea to say Ariba, which, I mean, in context, now would be funny is if like a white guy went up to a Mexican guy. <laughs> you should say Ariba at the end of your interviews. Yeah. I don't think that have was good about... at all. But in the 70s, it was like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's almost as awkward as when I uh, I walked up to Rey Mysterio Jr. and I was like, have you thought about ending your interviews by saying Chihuahua? And then I was killed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just like, hey, I got this big rook of uh, stereotypes that I found, and uh, I could just read them off, and you could try those. How about this? Sombrero. 
Um, I want you to know this very much is uh, so he then he ends up he goes to Georgia, mid-Atlantic, ends up in Texas where he was promised a big push by Blackjack Mulligan and everyone's favorite guy who would have stormed yes. the Capitol on January 6th, but he would have done it in wrestling gear and he would have lariated a flagpole. Dick Murdoch, everybody. Dick Murdoch shows up and is a giant racist and a piece of shit, blocks the push. Tito Santana gets very disgruntled. He complains to Andre the Giant. And he gets a job at the WWF. Ladies and gentlemen, Tito Santana. That's a man who lands on his feet right there. Well, this is the apparently the incident where Dick Murdoch handed him his business card that said he was in the Ku Klux Klan. Of course. Which is hilarious ha- that the Klan makes business cards. I mean, Hobson Researcher didn't even put that in. He just wrote, for obvious reasons. Like, as soon as you see Dick Murdoch's <laughs> name... You're not expecting it to be a pleasant story. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like, he met Dick Murdoch, and Dick Murdoch gave him a drive, and they had one light beer. It's going to be like, he met Dick Murdoch, and then Dick Murdoch just literally was eight chan if it was a person, and then dropped him off at a quarry where Dick, quote-unquote, goes to jack off on rocks. How great would it be if you were just like, hey, uh, I'd love to play your comedy club. My name is John Hastings. Here's my card. John Hastings, ISIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my card says Taliban. I'm bringing it back. Oh, tell that? Yeah, fuck ISIS. Those fucking new wave pieces of shit. Fucking flash in the pan pieces of shit. I want something that's consistent. (laughs) Ayatollah Khomeini's friend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Idi pal. (laughs) Idi friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to just say this right now. uh, No context for review. This is a big day for you. This episode is a big one. They're all big days. (laughs) <laughs> no, but this one has a lot of stuff that, that in context, fine. Out of context, you're like, whew, all right. I guess these boys don't want jobs. <laughs> so two years in, this guy's in the World Wrestling Federation, which of course he is because he's an athlete. And he. it's a lot easier to learn things when you're not addicted to drugs and alcohol. So he learns very fast. I want to point out, by the way, that uh, Christopher Hobson, our researcher in the research, and this was the greatest thing ever, which was... Um, he was called uh, Tino, uh, and then for his first match before Vince McMahon changed it to Tito, and Christopher mm-hmm. Hobson found that out, and Conrad Thompson didn't for his Tito Santana episode, and mm-hmm. Christopher Hobson has written in the research, I found that, and Conrad didn't. So suck it, Conrad. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why our researcher is better than Conrad Thompson. Yeah. Yay, Hobson! Our researcher, Boo, Conrad! Yeah, if you ask him for a loan, the interest rate's not going to be the entire loan again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, yeah, con, uh, our Hobson just gives me and Dylan money. Hello, Hobson? 80, <laughs> 80 pounds, please. And he goes, for what? Please. And I go, you microphones. And then he's like, okay. Uh, he then, Tito Santana then leaves the WWF because he doesn't like the quiet racism of Vince McMahon. He wants the overt brush with a racist gruff man that is the AWA. Ladies and gentlemen, strap in, it's Vern Gagne. He's wearing a sweater that Bill Cosby would find garish. I mean, it must be crazy to be uh, an ethic person trying to wrestle back then, because you're literally oh. like, I want to escape fascism. I'm escaping from Italy. Where am I going? Germany. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's like a better escape now to uh, Spain. fascism. Fascism, I better, I'll head to Russia. Communism. Same taste, yeah. slightly different flavor. But at least Vern Gagne would have loved him because he's like, oh, you're a good athlete. 
Oh yeah, look at those thighs. Mm, mm, oh yeah, thighs. he would have been, but he would have said weird stuff. Um, he also was in a tag team with Buck Zumoff, and I assume that Tito Santana then just when he heard the news, took a long shower, looked his wife in the eye, and went, "I never trusted that man." What kind of name is Zumoff? <laughs> he teamed for a short period of time with uh, Rick Martel. Of course, As Tito liked high... uh, being. A... Oh yeah. Has the but high I mean, flyers is... because Vern Gagne has no way of naming things. What are you called? The Jumpy Uppy Boys. <laughs> jump, jump guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump, jump guy time. times two. Yeah, what about the I don't understand what you're saying? No, Vern. No, bad Vern. Bad. <laughs> it must be crazy that Vern Gagne was the woke guy. Exactly. Tito Santana shows up. Actually, you know what? To be real. Tito Santana probably would have gone along extremely well with Vern. They would have just talked yeah, about good that. sheds for a long time. And then Vern, mm -hmm. but then Vern would have been like, I could beat you up. I could beat you up. And then Tito was like, absolutely not. And then that's where it would have tapered off. But I'm assuming it's like, you know, when you're about, you think you're about to become really good friends with someone and then yeah. they just do something and you're like, oh, fuck. That's probably that's, what that's happened. It's our, our friendship every day. Uh, also, this is what I guarantee they talked about is that Vern was like, you know what my favorite song is? The Sound of Lake Water Lapping on a Rock. And Tito went, I like it when there's no rock. And then they just started kissing. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Mm. Uh, this might sound like an odd question, Mr. Gania, but um, what kind of mulch do you have in your backyard? And then Vern Gania just started crying. You're like, Greg isn't my son anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they blow banged. Yeah, Vern and, and uh, Vern and uh, Tito blow banged, and Vern just kept yelling, "Greg is my daughter now." Greg is yeah. my daughter. Larry has to marry Greg. He kept yelling. <laughs> yeah, and then they did the hand job for Moonlight. Mm -hmm. Just down by the beach, real nice, being who they are, but they can't be who they are. You know. Uh, agreed. It's a, it's a shame. No, it's even worse. CW. We've had a yeah. rest because Vern Gagne and him talked about nice sheds. Now we're back and into now, the fucking flame, baby, because it's yeah, Ole now, Anderson. It's Ole Anderson. He's teaming with Terry Gordney. Uh, they that's unsuccessfully. A good team. That's a great team. And I got to say this is I bet you Terry was pretty cool to Tito. Like, I bet you he said some stuff, but he didn't mean it. Uh, he then fought Larry uh, Larry Sabisco in a Larry got a bit stoned in the parking lot and doesn't really want to be there match. Tito says that he has <laughs> no respect for Ole Anderson and the way he had to, uh, and that he had no idea how to treat people and would make racist comments like, Mexican, get over here. I'm going to be honest with you right now. I am incredibly impressed that Ole Anderson just called him a Mexican. You that know what is, I mean? That like, is something, when I read that too, I was like, well, that's way more politically correct than I expected. Yeah, that is like, I was, I was expecting it was going to be a word I had to look up. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. <laughs> Farvin Dugan, what the fuck? Although I assume Tito is such a good man that he probably just wouldn't use the slur. I bet you no. I bet you he would. He he does not like. I also got to say, Ole Anderson hate so fine, so fine with it. I love it. It's crazy that everyone, it's just everyone hates him. Yeah, it's like you gotcha. Ole Anderson's you've, like uh, you've been pranked, Dylan. Is. Dylan, do you enjoy being pranked? You were just pranked hard. <laughs> it's a prank. So it's a, he's there right here. Yeah, he is. And really, since this guy stepped foot in a wrestling ring, he's been working consistently. Because that's 1983, yeah. uh, 1977. How many promotions is that? One, two, three, like four huge promotions. He's already like had all the success you could want to as a territory wrestler. 
And then he arrives through his own luck. Well, what a lucky guy in retrospect. Through oh his own luck, he arrives for 10 years in the WWF during the golden years. And as soon as the old golden years end, he's fucking out of it. Not only that, he creates a spot that still exists in every wrestling company True. to this day. Yep, absolutely. The only, and it's the only thing that's it's slightly changed with Mick Foley. But so we're, we're going to get into all of this after the break, but we'll just set this up. So Tito Santana basically becomes, along with Jake the Snake Roberts and a few other people, the get the bad guy ready for Hogan guy and basically mm-hmm. does that for 10 years. And now I assume owns a laundry chemical holding company or like Tito Santana basically in this 10 years made enough money to invest in things. The boring dad that you knew growing up did like, what does your dad do? Uh, I know he goes to a bunch of storage lockers and then says for the love of Mike, look at the mess and then comes home. <laughs> oh yeah. Tito made Tito started investing. Oh, he yeah. was like Tito, and, and Tito don't trust none of your fucking Bitcoin bullshit, yeah, they baby. Nobody, that's what I'm saying. They're like, uh, yeah. Ric Flair was like, "Oh, what are you? I'm drunk. What are you using money on?" He's like, "Oh, I'm gambling myself. I just had a little company called IBM catch my eye," and everyone was like, "What?" And he's like, "Gambling on the stock market, gentlemen." Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. he, uh, and then he asked which weed whacker they used. That they were confused, so he just went to a Home Depot to calm down. Yeah, one the reason oh. why. Him and Paul Roma once got into a knife fight because Paul Roma ordered a vodka and Tito went, I'm going to splash out, and ordered a soda water. And Paul Roma went soda water and then Tito went, you have ruined Saturday night and my good time. And they stepped outside and had a full fight. (laughs) Yeah. Tito Santana, Hank Hill plus fighting anyone at any time. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's uh, Tito Santana is Hank Hill, but with the energy of Al Bundy in high school. (laughs) <laughs> i'll tell you right, who so tito, gonna... tito santana is our friend rob bebenick that's who tito santana is he wants to talk about that's the fair. times he was very good at football and all of the renovations he has done yes i will have a beer that like that's and may i say this by the way everyone go check out comedian rob bebenick weirdly someone i've missed hanging out with more than people i'm much closer friends with because he's just a he's a steady hand on the wheel i know how rob bebenick's COVID sure. went just fine it went just fine <laughs> uh, I would have more scotch, but I'm too busy telling you about how expensive this one is. Yeah, of course, and it's so great. I would, I gotta say, that's a nice girl you're on a date with. Could be on a date with that girl, but I choose not to be. And you're like, goddamn right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> could have fucked her, didn't. Boom. The Tito great, Santana story. Greatest, greatest I could have fucked her. That's probably, yeah, he's really nice, but then he also goes, could have fucked her, and he's pointing at your wife. Yeah, yeah. Could have well, fucked her. That's theoretically true. <laughs> All right. Let's take a Briock. I hate what you just said. I hate it more than anything in the world. Let's split it up in a weird way. Briock. I'm broken and going through a divorce. I'm a daddy now. Please donate to Patreon for Christ's fucking sakes. Give us some fucking money, you fucks. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Patreon.com backslash. It is 1983. Tito Santana is here. He is ready to make some money. Let's do this shit. Ladies and gentlemen, what a fucking time it was. It is 1983. Tito Santana pops in. He beats Jose Estrada. He fucking does TV tapings. He's still wrestling for GCW until July. Then he signs full time. Ooh, he's hitting people with forearms. Oh, he fights the Iron Sheik to double disqualification for the World Heavyweight Championship title at the Philadelphia uh, Spectrum. He then fights the Magnificent Morocco. He wins the Intercontinental Championship and is the first Mexican man to do it. Oh, my God. 
Which is funny that it's funny to say, of course he's the first. There's been like five of them. Yeah, it's been. I'm still surprised. I guarantee Vince McMahon is still trying to get Tito back in the ring so he can make him his Mexican star. Like, I guarantee he's like, just get Tito. And like, Tito's like, I'm very old. And he's like, so am I. <laughs> it's weird that I guess he's been trying to do this since 1983 and always bails, though. Like, I we guess the closest well, he came is Rey Mysterio, but Rey Mysterio's too short, so he was pissed. Well, yeah, Rey Mysterio is also too short for him. It's also Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, I think, is the, was the best and biggest push of them all and was amazing. But then yeah. Eddie Guerrero's heart literally exploded in his chest. Yeah, because Vince McMahon was like, you need to do steroids. And he's like, but I'll die. And Vince is like, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Not everyone's died. <laughs> Uh, we should do an Eddie Guerrero episode because I have some sad opinions about him. Anyway, um, 1983, of course, he televised. He has a long feud with uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, of course. And he, this is also 83 to 87. He's a single Yeah, so this is, this is also the, t- this is the, the rare time when Greg the Hammer Valentine, I assume, was, let's not say exciting, but at least not just on heroin. So I assume that those matches were pretty fucking tight. Those matches were very good, and it's you think about it, of course they're good. It's a Johnny Valentine's kid, a guy who's just a stable hand in the ring, versus Tito Santana back when wrestling worked. Like, you yeah. didn't need to be – this is going to sound like backhanded, I guess, and uh, who cares, you know? I mean, we're weird-looking white guys. This is what you're supposed to do, right? It's back when – Really good wrestlers in the ring could carry the story because you didn't need to be really that charismatic because that wasn't yeah. a big part of it yet. Absolutely, like you could just, that guy's good, that guy's bad. I'm already interested. Instead it was a weird. Like, it was a weird time. Basically, Ring of Honor is doing a in the way that a drag queen is doing an exaggerated impression of a woman. The okay. Ring of Ring of Honor is doing an exaggerated impression of this time period in wrestling. In that it was like rules focused. So many people's gimmicks was like. He's got a hell of an arm drag. Oh, he's an Irish whipping <laughs> son of a bitch. Like, it's just like, it's all like down the barrel, super consistent work rate. And like, it is, if someone is a high flyer, cause they go off the top rope and then come down with a double ax handle. Like it's such a oldie timey in between time. Less, it's like, like, yeah, they do that once or they, and then like they're a high flyer because they use the drop kick a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a drop click a lot. Also, a uh, big thing I always noticed is uh, if you're a high flare because you have white boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tito Santana, I'm looking at a picture from him in 2011. He's still got those white boots, baby. God damn, he does. God damn. Is he st- yeah, he's still wrestling in 2011 because I guarantee he's still, he's just- he still wrestles now, probably, because he's, he's, he's older than my mom and uh, he's... He's cash. Why the fuck not? That's fucking cash. He's a Spanish teacher and gym teacher, and he wrestles. He's he's the man. I love this man. Yeah, of course he is. And he, it, it, oddly, I think he fulfills another thing that I think is important in that. So the NWA champion at this time is Ric Flair, obviously, and mm-hmm. Tito Santana's the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, and uh, Tito Santana uses the figure four as his finisher. And it's the, I think it's a really subtle and important thing is like, oh, yeah, that's the their big guy has that move. The guy who uses that move in WWF loses sometimes. Oh, that's a great point, actually. Yeah, you're not burying him so much. So you're not burying the move so much that it's like, oh, the figure four that gets kicked out of all the time. He just gets guys like Greg the Hammer Valentine can break out of it. You know what I mean? And Greg the Hammer Valentine used the figure four as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like you have these secondary guys using that move. So it establishes 
ECW used to do this all the time where they would like Tommy Dreamer would just use the diamond cutter and yeah. uh, the guy would kick out a two in the middle of the match. And it's just like a little solid thing, a little subtle thing. Like, I mean, a, yeah, a better example of that is uh, Eugene used so many different people's moves and he pinned fucking everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, Eugene's obviously, we should talk about Eugene one time, but Eugene was the nine different ideas at the same time was, hey, this uh, autistic guy uh, can't uh, this guy autistic guy I don't think, people. That was his job. I think I think it started off as Vince McMahon walked into the This is how Eugene was pitched. He walks in a room. Vince McMahon uses a hard R word, and he went that. But a wrestler and all of the writing staff just went what, and then committed suicide. <laughs> he went. I saw this episode of South Park. Can we make a wrestler out of that? And that same time, Johnny Knoxville saw that episode and went, "I'm going to make a movie out of that." And then yeah. that was 2005. See, I heard the rumor was Vince McMahon and Johnny Knoxville were actually very good friends, and then they were having a race over to see who could set the um, uh, the um, the movement to have people with various disabilities actually treated as human beings. They had a race to see who could set that movement back as many years as possible. Yeah, they were having a nice dinner, and then they were like, "That's that's actually they're being treated too well." And then uh, they were like, "What if we?" And then that's how Eugene, and then that movie came out. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah that's hot. Johnny Knoxville, by the way, a guy who has done such great things that I think will stand up forever, and then also that movie. Yeah, also uh, burst testicles. I never forget that. Oh, 100%. And also fought Butterbean, like, in a department store for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the thing with Johnny... Johnny got knocked out. Great. Johnny Knoxville's injuries are insane. Like, Steve-O's are like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like... But then Johnny Knoxville's like... Oh, yeah, but one time I just shit out my pancreas. And they're like, why? And he's like, I don't know, but I like to party. Yeah, and the other thing is you saying burst testicles literally just clicked in just now, and I'm very uncomfortable. Isn't so we're going to talk about imagine, Cheeto. Dylan, Dylan, imagine the no. noise it made. Oof. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> if you have the video, I'm cowering Ew. in the corner now. <laughs> I'm cowering. I'm going to say this, uh, me sleeping in until five minutes before we start to recording during a very busy day, and then I have to, a shitload of work, um, really makes for a good episode, because I I feel great. And also, <coughs> is awful. But Tito wins the, uh, he wins and loses the title, and this is also the important thing that, that, that the Intercontinental title uh, did during that time, is that it was the title that would actually change hands. Because Hogan never Great lost. fucking point. As fucking usual, Dylan fucking proves why he's still on the program. Yes, what go. a great point. What a fucking great point. Because he wins, uh, he loses to Valentine, wins it back, and the second time he wins it back, Valentine attacks him and smashes the belt, and then that's how they unveil the classic Intercontinental title that... I don't know why they ever went to that Attitude Era weird, like, Cadbury egg title. I know it's, it's a like, weird. We're I don't, this belt bad. Let's make it look worse. Yeah, let's make it look like bling from a Nelly video, as opposed to the delight. Like it looked, Intercontinental belt for me, especially, always looked like also a real belt. Do you know what I mean? Like it looked like a real trophy for something. Mm-hmm. As opposed it looks to like, than the main title for the '90s, for me at least, the Winged Eagle like looks good now, and I think it looks cool now. But back then, I was like, the Intercontinental title looks way cooler than the way. Well, the problem I always had was that they were roughly the same size. That always bugged the Ooh. shit out of me. I did yeah. like that they made in the Attitude Era that fucking... I liked the big boy Attitude Era one, the bigger wing needed gold belt. And, I you know, was... 
yeah, sorry. Uh, well, I just thought that, that represented the bigger, champions. yeah, the circular one, the one yeah, that like right. Austin had before the smoking stones. Oh, yeah, that was great. Um, so you forget all the classic angles that Tito was in, but Tito was in the fucking Danny Davis angle, the evil really was. And also, the, and it was a great way and protected. It's the most interesting thing is that Tito Santana also, and I remember this, he was just sort of like. He kind of also had the Ric Flair rub of like wins and losses didn't fucking affect how you felt about him. You're kind of just like, oh, this will be. A f-. I remember watching like renting WrestleMania tapes, and you're always just like, oh, Tito, I know this guy, and this will be a fun match to watch because it's like drop kicks and shit. And especially watching WWF wrestling from that time period, is a lot of it was like sleeper hold, sleeper hold, sleep, sleep, mm-hmm. sleep, sleep, and like Tito's like <laughs> sleep, sleep. You are asleep. Yeah. Like, we're going to get some drop kicks. He's going to yell a Reba. He's going to do that weird fist motion. Like, it's going to be fun. Flying forearm, baby. Oh, you're going to get that flying forearm. Jesse Ventura is going to say some incredibly problematic stuff about it. It's the flying burrito. It's Chico Santana. And you're like, Jesse Ventura. My goodness. We're we're also very happy it wasn't Gorilla making those jokes because you know Gorilla would have not held back. I'll tell you this. Jesse, I bet on this match, and for some reason, this goddamn Mexican is costing me thousands of dollars. Jesse, let me say this right now. No wonder he's so good at flying. He flew over the border, and I fucking hate him. I'm Gorilla Monsoon. Speaking of that off-color joke, what was the first uh, idea for Strike Force? Oh, no. (laughs) Border Patrol. Of course. As the two wrestlers were from the north and south of the border. Yeah, and... I guess at that time, Tito Tito convinced um, Vince not to do it because at that time, and I'm sure this happens constantly because the world is a nightmare, but uh, many uh, people trying to cross the border had just died, uh, starved to death. Let me reread yeah. this because uh, I want to get this horrible fact right. Okay, good, the original yeah, yeah. gimmick was supposed to be Border Patrol as the two wrestlers from North and South, of course, the other wrestler was Rick Martel of the border, and them wearing corresponding uniforms. But Ma- Santana managed to convince Vin- not- Vince not to do this, as there was a string of deaths from Mexicans crossing the border at the time from heat exhaustion in a box train. Oh, boy. That's not good. That's not good. That is bad. And Vince was still like, no, it's good, your baby face. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's good. Yeah, you understand? I, they, they, my, they're not booing. That's just how they cheer in New York. <laughs> so they defeated quickly the Hart Foundation for the WWF Tag Team Championship. And you think about this, four years into the company, Tito's already Tito's constantly holding titles here, baby. Oh, baby. And also, I've never heard of a tag team title being decided over a submission before, which I always find fun. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about, like, how come no tag team finishers uh, are submissions? I mean, it makes sense because you can't have two people at the same time, but also, who cares about rules now? Just make it the Tornado tag titles. Fuck it. Those are mm. better matches anyway. I mean, there's less opportunity. I for disagree. I like, it, I like it when every match is just like a New, new Age Outlaws match. One guy in a cutoff t-shirt gets beaten up for a while, and then another man in delicious shorts just does a lot of kicks. <laughs> yeah. One guy who looks like a slob gets the shit kicked out of him, and then a handsome guy comes in and helps out. Mm-hmm. So they held the titles for five months before losing mm-hmm. them to Demolition. Oh, um, yeah. There's a, there was a fake neck injury, fake <laughs> storyline neck injury for uh, Martel. No, no, it's and fake. All wrestlers are faking their neck injuries. That's, that's yeah, great. all wrestlers are fake. The Edge, I get it. I know what you did. You I'm, edge. I'm a little baby. My mouth is wet from dude. Sometimes I'll go to Owen Hart's grave and I'll be like, good selling, Owen. 
Oh my god, that's fun. That's I do the selling. same. I do the same thing, but I'm 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 wet. I I, I, <laughs> I take a shower and I don't towel off. I don't know why. I like to stand oh, in mud when I talk to the dead. Everyone knows that about me. They're always like, "Hey, how do you like to talk to the dead?" And I always say, "When I'm standing in mud." So yeah, I mean, you watch a lot of movies. You can't talk do. to the dead unless you're in a you're trench right. coat. Yeah, without uh, just a. I was about to say something alarmingly creepy. Good. So Tito uh, then introduces the powers of pain to help get revenge on demolition, which I think is a bitch move. Like, I think that bitches out your character pretty hard immediately. Oh, like, yeah. I can't handle my shit. Here's these two fucking other guys. It's fucking great. I really enjoyed it. Also, the powers of pain and the demolition feud is the best example of why you shouldn't do that. The tag team wrestling has to be small bumping heels versus giant muscular good guys because their feud is so boring because it's just like two guys that don't work out versus two guys that work out too much. Who wins first? No one. It's very right. boring. So. To example what's happening in the Demolition versus Powers of Pain match, we're going to put these two dressers and lean them up against each other. Honestly, if yes. it's this exciting, we'll be so happy. Yeah, we're all going to be praying for a drawer to fall out and some pennies to just roll down a vent. <laughs> that, <laughs> that being said, though, we've done a Ming episode. We haven't done a Barbarian episode because I just want to talk about how sick the fucking faces of fear were for a long oh time. Oh, my God. They were fucking so good. Ladies and gentlemen, please Skull, welcome these crossbones. two. Yeah, their their fucking their finishing move was meet you in the parking lot and just show you a photo of the, of your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do to them? Nothing. Just letting you know. Just letting you know we know who they are too. Another big thing, of course, Tito Santana. Uh, obviously, Strike Force breaks up when Rick Martel walks out. Oh, it's great. At WrestleMania 5 against the Brainbusters. this is one of the best heel... This is the best tag team heel turn ever because Martel just comes across like such a little fuck, and it's so snivelly. You feel so bad for Tito. Mm -hmm. Tito does not get his credit for how good at selling he was. Like, all around, Tito Santana is a far better wrestler than his spot indicates, and his spot was pretty spectacular. Like, if Tito Santana was his age now... He would be more popular than Daniel Bryan. Like he, he would be the fucking guy. The internet is like, why doesn't this guy have a championship? And Vince McMahon be yelling yeah. out his window, "You know why?" Yeah, it's kind of weird that like exactly like with the rise of smart fan and all that, and obviously a million podcasts like this. So so many podcasts like this. I was thinking that we don't even have to qualify what we're talking about. We just talk in this weird language, and people just understand, and they're like, yeah. We like wrestling is so fucking weird where it's like we're talking in this like weird jargon. And if you I had a week, go I down had a wrestling rabbit hole, then you know what we're talking about. And we never I are had, like, and, which is, I don't know, go for it. I had the worst thing happen, which was someone who does an expert podcast and wanted to do something about wrestling and then just mm -hmm. emailed me being like, hey, can you give me some uh, times where civil rights affected wrestling? And I answered, I gave them four topics before I even thought about it. Like I had typed Sputnik Monroe before I realized the re like the email was being responded to. What I'm trying to say is the fact that I've seen a breast in the same room <laughs> I am in shocks me every, every day. I'm like, wow, I didn't see that coming. I got to tell you. Both but I mean, also think about how many like real relationships are like, oh, you know, that's my fantasy football draft, baby. So, I mean, oh, fuck it. think about it. You know that's fantasy football draft one, which I'm in a fantasy football draft too. It's just, I suck and I never win any money. Anyway, um, so this is where I think the Tito, because wrestling becomes like, it's 
steering towards everyone thinks it kind of happened like the internet just kind of happened and ecw kind of happened but you clearly are steering towards this happening and hulk hogan everyone talks about hogan getting booed but tito's a lot like that where it's like just that straight up babyface character after seven years does wear thin they wanted to make tito a heel but apparently bruce pritchard said on his show it's like we thought he was too nice a guy i guarantee tito did like a tester heel promo and then he walked out and he's like Sorry, I made you wait, Gene. Oh, wait, I'm not. I don't value your time. And it was just about a guy who was late for stuff. And he was like, everyone will hate it. He's late. Disgusting. Oh, that's such a... I mean, I'm just angry at the idea of that being a hill character. Here's a, guy a paycheck. I'm spending oh, all of it with nothing left for investments. I hate that. I'm I a hate, disgusting I hate this heel. I hate this heel. I hate the idea <laughs> yeah, that he's Yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bit late for meetings. I'm going to show up to your dinner party and not compliment your wife's hair. How about that? <laughs> hey, I mowed the lawn, but I didn't do any of the trimming. Hmm. Sorry, I'll I... pause while you throw your shit at me. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare to throw <laughs> up in rage. I weeded your garden, but I did not put the trimmings in the trash can. Here's a hamburger. I didn't heat the bun, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must that, not. Him, want, you must want to fight me with your fist. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I'd like that cheeseburger, and it is delicious, but it does not come with ketchup, nor is there ketchup. <laughs> hey, I just assumed you wanted mustard on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My here's a here's a vegan hot dog. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I put v. I put cheese on this vegan hot dog. No one's happy. Vegan isn't happy, and obviously, you'd prefer a regular hot dog. This has been a four-minute promo by Tito Santana. My name is Tito, and you do not do not like me. I love our boring heel character. Anyway, 1990. I love very much. This guy is like and when I'm, still I'm a baby face. When I'm done in the ring, then I am going to tell you how badly you negotiated the lease on that car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to your house and ask how much that renovation cost, and then tell you how cheaply I would have got a guy to do it for it. Those yeah, exactly. guys actually do suck, though. <laughs> oh my god, I know exactly You bought a car for how much? I would have got it for $4. Also, do you want to know how you destroy those guys? Uh, you just say, no, you didn't. <laughs> or Tito Santana just asks people what route they took to get here and goes, that's ridiculous. Here's what you do. <laughs> and then he leaves. Uh, Tito Santana takes place... Or uh, takes place... He, uh, he you fucked up again. You fucked up. Dylan fucked oh, up. No, no. Dylan no. fucked up. So here's how you can tell occasionally teaming with Coco Beware. But also Tito Santana being cut out for a second. What happened with Coco Beware? He starts occasionally teaming with Coco Beware. Yes, he does. That's another also Coco Beware in way more tag teams than you remember. Like he had that tag team with Owen Hart, he had a tag team with Tito Mm -hmm. Santana. Like there was a whole period of time where he didn't have Frankie the Bird. And I gotta tell you, I don't like that period of time. Yeah, I mean nineteen ninety Survivor Series, he's teaming with Volkov and the Bushwhackers. Um, he was the sole survivor, so he's in that weird thing where it's like he's finally getting to be put over strong, but that's kind of because he is falling down the card. Well, yeah, it's also that he is... It's also like his role is slowly being given to Shawn Michaels and Rick Martell and a few other guys, which totally makes sense because you're like, well, we need to move on from this guy a bit. He's been here he for is, so long. Yeah, he's been in the same intercontinental, keep him strong character and you move him in and, in and out of tag teams and stuff to keep him fresh but like you said and also i think it bears to say his role is being taken by bret hart yeah, yeah, yeah. around this time like strong 
dry baby face oh. who everyone just really likes. And then Brett, like you kind of can't have you can't have Tito Santana and Bret Hart because physically they're so different. Like Brett's more blocky, and Tito's got like an athlete's body. Also, Tito clearly was like the only guy to not do steroids in that locker room. The stuff that oh. guy must have seen full sober. Like he saw the Road Warriors just like I didn't even fucking fuck think a chicken believing it's a woman or something. Yeah, he was probably so he was probably two Miller highlights in after WrestleMania and just seeing like, you know, Greg the Hammer Valentine is just putting something in his ass. Like he's putting an entire milk jug in his ass easily. Oh. And going like, yeah, yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. He's just under the giant is just showing people the inside of his penis. Like he's just opening up the like look at the side of my urethra. Look at it. 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 And Tito's just Sorry, like, there's a bunch of pus in there. Can you clear it out, Greg? Oh, yeah, yeah. you're gonna go Greg, can, to bed. Greg, can you get your toothbrush and make sure all my dingleberries are organized? Oh, I hate that image. I hate that image. I hate the image. <laughs> I would love to get Tito Santana on this podcast and ask him which ho- and I guarantee he has a long answer. Which hotel he stayed in like which city had the best regional news team he probably oh has a, like a oh yeah he impression. loves the weatherman in san diego oh, he's just regional like, he's news like, worth the flight he would say to us he'd be worth it <laughs> him and like rick martell and all the guys who like saved their money and obviously him? are living good now are have probably seen so much regional news in the 80s oh my god yeah him and Rick Martel could have a boring off, the likes of which no one has ever seen. Just, yeah, literally just sat there comparing what's the best grocery store potato salad when it's cheat day, and you just want to throw your shoes at them. <laughs> so we should talk about this. Things are kind of not going well for Tito. He's being True. moved down the card slightly. They even start loaning him out to other promotions for a hot minute, like in the Bahamas. So he comes back as El Matador. 1991 to 1993 never calling him tito santana such a weird vince mcmahon thing where it's like that we watched that guy for seven years he's clearly fucking tito santana no it's el matador and they would talk about him like he was tito santana because they would reference his old accomplishments it's infuriating yeah it's but i don't know it's so what's so fucking crazy also is there was a brief time especially when he became el matador that they also tried to pretend he wasn't tito santana like, you, like Bobby Heenan yeah. especially would just he didn't have like, a mask on. Did he have a mask on at the beginning? Actually, no. He literally okay. just had, he had long trunks on, and they just pretended he was a bullfighter. And I have to tell you, when I was a kid, seeing that, I was like, "This fucking El Matador guy fucking rules!" Like you know, like there was something about him. Where you're like, this is fucking great. Like I, you got into it, and then he just got the shit kicked out of him for like two years, and then it was like, well. Time to go work at an aluminum siding storage warehouse. <laughs> but that's the whole thing where it's like, that's kind of his role now. He's been in the company too long. At a certain point, you need to go, like everyone goes like, oh, and then this WWF guy went to WCW and boy, that didn't work out for him. But of course, like you need that. You need that change of scenery just so you can remain fresh. Yeah, I completely agree with everything you're saying, but if you say it again, I'm going to punch you in your goddamn face. But the thing with Tito that's so interesting is that he was like, he's just the most, it's not like he under or overachieved. It's like, this was his job. He was brought in to do that job. He did that job. Mm-hmm. The end. No, nothing yeah. else happened. Well, apparently he's being considered for like the top spot because you're in the steroid uh, era. I don't no, believe he's not. that. He's not. Yeah, I don't believe. You don't be like, hey, this guy's teaming with Coco Beware. 
after seven years of being uh, right next to Hulk Hogan as one of the like secondary faces, like not right next to Hulk Hogan, but like a secondary face of the WWF, and then be like, let's team with Coco Beware just so we can push him past fucking Psycho Sid. Yeah. There's no fucking way that happened. But I mean, I guess, I, mean, may, I don't know. Maybe it was that schizophrenic, like Vince is now, where it's like, okay, that guy's at the top of the bottom of the card. Let's put him on the top of the card. Maybe it was, and I'm just, you know, but I don't think so. I think that like, I don't think so. He had too many people. Isn't I think he had too many people around him to be like, that's a bad idea. And now, because the thing you have to remember is, all of Vince McMahon's top advisors that he trusts are literally dead, fired, or Bruce Pritchard. So like, Vince McMahon <laughs> has gone from having an amazing brain trust to a guy that's just like. What if we make fun of Jerry Jarrett and then I get paid? <laughs> I think one of the way the best way to say how they booked Tito Santana is his WrestleMania record because after his run as El Matador in 1993, he has accumulated a he was on the first nine WrestleManias and his record was two and seven. And I think that's a very indicative of like I don't know if there's you know people say hogan was like obviously threatened by certain people i don't know if he was threatened by tito santana specifically but two and seven at wrestlemania would indicate that like he's you know you get to the top but you lose you know mm, yes that, that's him in a fucking nutshell be prepared to not do well you fuck yeah be prepared to lose anyway so after uh, he leaves the WWF. He wrestles for Eastern Championship Wrestling. As soon as an X got even in the building, as soon as someone pronounced an X, he was out of that company. <laughs> you say xylophone around this man, he leaves the room. That's a pornographic right. letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. What are you trying to do? Get my daughter angry? She <laughs> yeah, she cover, he covers his daughter's ears. Be a goddamn man, sir. Santana would have been an amazing villain in the ECW. Oh Literally just losing his mind. Cut your hair, goddammit. Yeah. Yeah. If you if I had that kind of acne, I wouldn't be seen outside, you nerd. No promo. He just overpowers and starts applying deodorant to that hat guy. <laughs> you smell disgusting. You're disgusting. Yeah, he's aggressively no overpowering the audience and just putting spray deodorant on them. Like I I I am gonna have to pin you down and brush your teeth. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. yeah, he he's barely the he's barely legal match. He keeps throwing up because the building's too small to appear on television. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he wrestled the American <laughs> Federation, which was on at three a.m. on CBS. I know that I saw it one time. I, my mind was blown. Well, yeah, I don't. What are you talking about? I don't. I have no memory of this, and it was my. I I don't know what you're talking about. The American Wrestling Federation was on at three a.m. on CBS. I saw it one time. It was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Someone, no one, no one talks about this. And it was a very nineties thing, which was because now it's basically like television after midnight. is just basically reruns of your favorite sitcoms. But in the nineties, it was like, Oh, it's after midnight. Well, you better get ready for some weird ass. We got a Howard Stern TV show. We got a lot of soft core porno and we got oh, a lot yeah. of, we got a lot of movies from France that have weird car chases. So <laughs> Strap the fuck in. It's television after midnight in 1998. Yeah, buddy. We got a lot of foreign films with one scene with tits in them, and you got to jack off fast. Yeah, you better be watching the whole goddamn thing, baby. <laughs> so, essentially, until 2013, this guy's just doing random, um, random indies. And by his own... Oh, this is really fun. This is really why uh, this is a very WCW thing. He wrestled one match in WCW, 
January 10th, 2000, he beat Jeff Jarrett, and that was it. That was it. Fuck yeah. I would have booked the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tito comes in, book- beats the shit out of this loser, and then he leaves. Also, by the way, you want to guard the Capitol? You put Tito Santana at those fucking steps. And he oh, just sees, yeah. He sees those insurrectionists coming. He cracks his neck and just looks at a security guard and goes, finally. And then just rushes into the crowd, and a bloodbath ensues like you've never seen. I was gonna say he put a he put a he put just like a fence around it, and they'd be like, oh, "This is just a normal fence." He's like, "No, it's no getting over this fence." And then it would just be like, "Wow, he really did just guard this guard this place with just a good wood fence around a suburban home." Yeah, he'd have, he'd have a good wood fence, and he would just he would literally proud boys line up, and they would line up, and they would just be like, "Let's do it!" And then they would get the shit kicked because I don't give a fuck. No man or woman at those protests have any dad anger energy because they've unf- they might be dads but they funneled their anger into pure stupid hate so they don't the have the un- on yeah the, they the QAnon has taken their rage they do not know anger like be, being a first generation mexican immigrant who grew up in texas and then worked for vince mcmahon for 10 years like literally it's like you you cannot scare you cannot scare tito and you cannot beat tito oh you have a gun <laughs> Well, he is somehow bulletproof right now. Uh, what I was going to say, um, last thing I want to say is Tito Santana, being the pragmatist that he is, as soon as he was at the WWF, uh, got a job. What job did he get? Because he was wrestling weekends. He was wrestling weekends, but he got a job during the week. What job was that? He's a teacher. Exactly. Started out as a gym teacher. Fucking right. Moved, became a Spanish teacher. Double fucking right. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Thompson, I guess you want to say it in front of the whole class? Do you? Ridiculous. Mr. Thompson. Mr. Thompson. Mr. Thompson. Who sold you that Tito Santana t-shirt? Who told you? (laughs) Who told you? Yeah. Who told you about my secret? It must be weird that when, like, older parents come up, like, oh, my God, you're Tito Santana. He's like, yeah, you what your kid is? Failing. And you're like, well, that was quick. I don't like this guy anymore. All of, it, all of his parent-teacher interviews are seven seconds long. Bad, bad, good, good, bad. <laughs> I really love Tito Santana, and I'm glad that we did this episode. John, what's your favorite thing about Tito Santana? My favorite thing about Tito Santana is that I can, I can, I just, I've never known what a wrestler sounds like talking to his kids before. He, this man asks his kids what they think of the weather, and I love him so much. Tito Santana as a human being is the best thing about him. Here's the worst thing about him, that that man's entire career was colored by uh, racism. Also, um, was never, I think, given a fair due. I think the best thing about him is uh, his in-ring. The worst thing is his promos uh, aren't that good. But, I mean, he's a very solid wrestler. And probably the best thing about Tito Santana, I'm going to say, is he's never bought a tire at full price, and he'll tell you about it. Oh my God! The best thing about Tito Santana is that if you want a de- if you want a shed to be renovated, he did, he bought a shed from Home Depot, but he then renovated the shed in one afternoon. <laughs> he's every time this man's bought a car, it's been used, and he's never gone damn even seen a dealership. He closes his oh eyes and drives by. Yeah, D- Tito Santana's favorite thing is on New Year's Eve. He just memorizes the blue book for another year of popping by a used car lot and really <laughs> making and really making the worst for the salesman's day. If anyone wants to uh, promote this episode, instead of uh, if anyone wants to do this and make the uh, just put Tito Santana's head over Ned Flanders as soon as it hit midnight, he does his taxes for the year. That would be very yeah. appreciated. Yeah, that's so funny. That's exactly what it's like. Oh, time to do taxes, and then he just does his taxes. He's like, "I'm gonna be up late, honey, doing my taxes." 
I got to tell you, uh, I love so much that we did Tito Santana this week. I feel like I'm on a cloud because it's just a nice, good man. Yeah, it's uh, it's much nicer than when we do legitimately evil people. Mm-hmm. That'll be for the Patreon, is the legitimate. Yeah, exactly. And that's why this week our Patreon episode will be on just Hitler. We're just doing Hitler. (laughs) Hitler saw wrestling one time. Yeah, the man that inspired so many attitudes in the wrestling world, Adolf Hitler. And the week after that, Andrew Breitbart. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) you can check me out on Twitch. Who is uh, who are we doing next week? I, can we do one of those reruns? I want to do redo some people. Can we do Bork Laser? That's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. All right, we'll do Brock Lesnar. So what we're gonna do is we did a bunch of episodes when we were like both uh, started this podcast and like they're just we just kind of like. I mean, yeah, we got it. We got it. At some point, we'll do a month long run of Dusty Roads because you can't do one episode of that fucking guy. Yeah, we did one episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to put the old episode up on the feed and the new episode up on the feed, and then uh, we'll see how shit the old one was. I'll yeah. probably have to listen to the old ones for, like, maybe some uh, some tasty treats. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. Uh, back, when we had, back when we had, like, 200 listeners, and it was like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back before Trump got elected and we all realized, oh, words matter. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. Also, is the only T-shirt you own an In-N-Out Burger T-shirt? I don't think I've seen you in anything but an In-N-Out Burger T-shirt in two years. What? Look back on the streams. I've been wearing some different shirts. I've been giving some different looks. No, it's all In-N-Out Burger, and I'm fine with it. And also, I almost bought you a white one when I was in an out Burger on Saturday, and I was like, no, that's crazy. a white one. Yeah, I only wear either – I only wear fast food chain shirts now. I also have a Krusty Burger shirt I I frequent. All right. Go find me on Twitch, John Hastings Comedy, or Untitled Twitch Stream on Twitch. Follow me on Twitter, the John Hastings on everything. Dylan, go ahead. What are your plugs? You fuck. Well, I'm going to plug the podcast because I'm a good guy. At Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. At Dylan Gott on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. We're going to do a watch along of the first episode of Hogan Knows Best soon. That requires no work. First episode of Hogan Knows Best. I think we just might watch the whole Hogan Knows Best series, because why not? And, and we'll, uh, then we'll, we'll be doing, doing it on Patreon. StreamYard, so in theory yes. we'll be able to put up the Hogan's Know Best video and just watch it here together with all of you. Wonderful. Mm. So we'll figure out if we're going to do that, because we are not good with technology or organization. Yeah, all right. I got to go now. Fuck you. Bye-bye. Have fun, guys. Bye-bye. We love you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.